everyone! Welcome to Colton Corner. My name is Lisa Green. I'm the Interfaith Fellow here on campus as well as the Vice President of Religion and Culture at Hillel Society. Today I am so delighted and thrilled to be joined by my friend and roommate Amanda Graff in our very own home. Yay! Um, Amanda, hi! Could you please tell us your year and things you're involved in on campus? Hi, um, my name is Amanda. I'm a sophomore. Um, I'm involved in Solfege, acapella. Uh, I work as a facility monitor in the gym. I'm a member of Hillel. And that's about it. You do tennis? I do tennis. I do club tennis. There you go. And that's a lot of fun, too. So jumping right in, what would you say is your religious identity? Okay, so Lisa, my roommate, uh, my fabulous interviewer, came up with this term jagnostic, and I think that perfectly describes my religious <laughs> stance right now, if you will. It's the vibe. Um, that's like, because I don't, I was raised Jewish. I, I really don't know if, like, I believe there's a God or not. Maybe there's, like, a higher power up there. I don't even yeah. know. Just very confused. But you're not certain there's not. Right. I'm not yeah. certain there's not, and I'm not certain there is. Yeah. Yeah. So you're so, somewhere in the middle. You're I'm somewhere in the middle. Agnostic. And then, but there are still parts of Judaism you're into, like some of the cultural parts. Right. Like, I got bought misfud. Yeah. Um, did you get confirmed? No, I did not get confirmed. Yeah, I don't I even know what that means 100%. I don't. I think you take a class and they do a little ceremony. I didn't get, I didn't do it either. I love the diagnostic term. I think... A lot of people are diagnostic, but don't really know that or don't really label it that way. Yeah, like, you literally enlightened my world. Like, I just thought <laughs> I was a bad Jew who didn't believe in God. No. I, there's I, so I might many. believe in God. I don't even freaking know. Yeah, and that's okay. That's so normal. I feel like there are so many Jews, so many people who just aren't sure and are kind of like, you know, maybe, but who knows? And they're just figuring out the world as they go about it. And that's so valid and normal. And so jumping back, what is your earliest memory around religion, would you say? I remember dressing up for a holiday called Purim. Mm -hmm. And I was introduced that it was the Jewish Halloween. Yeah. And yeah, I just remember dressing up in a Halloween costume and eating a hamantashen at a Jewish community center near me at home. And I just remember it being a good time. And I remember having a grogger, spinning it around, and like boo, Haman. Yeah, <laughs> groggers are so fun. You're meant Haman's kind of like the villain of the story, and you're meant to like drown out his name with this noise machine called a grogger it's really it's a good time right yeah, yeah that was yeah I don't know how old I was probably five I, I love that yeah so kind of it within that memory and I guess at the time around it are there kind of figures or people you remember from your childhood who really influenced your religious life um so, honestly, I basically did what my parents did. If they went to temple, I'd go with them. Yeah. And that would basically only be for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, Hanukkah, maybe. Yeah. But, honestly, we didn't really know what was going on. We were just going there. I have all these Yiddish terms floating around my household. Yeah. And I, I, like, know some of them, and I don't know others. I guess that's a Jewish influence, if you will. That's a sure. stretch. That's a huge stretch. Um, the use of Yiddish in my house. 
Yeah. Culturally Jewish, but not very Jewish. You know what I mean? Jewish. Jewish. Emphasis yeah. on the ish. Um, well, so, yeah, it's really interesting. So Yeah, just my parents would go to temple. Parents. I would go. There would be kind of be like a disconnect of why I was going to temple. So they the never, show. like, explained it to you? Not really. I mean, my rabbi kind of did. Okay. And then, I mean, honestly, I went just to say I was a good Jew. And I didn't really So it was more like about... It felt how like you an came obligation. Off. Okay. Yeah. Um, like not it was never something you like enjoyed or looked forward to. Right. And I kinda wish it were like that. Yeah. I kind of felt like, oh, you're a bad Jew if you don't go to temple or you don't want to go to temple. And well, other people are going to temple. Here's what I'm curious about though. Were there parts of Judaism growing up that you did kind of look forward to, like holidays or anything like that? Um like Hanukkah, like gay presents or no, I actually hated it when people got me presents. Really? Why? Yeah, I felt so bad. I'm like, oh. I don't have money to give you a present. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, but like, I appreciated the presents, but I just felt like... You felt guilty. I felt guilty. I felt yeah. guilty. I think that's just me in general. Like, I just feel guilty when people do nice things for me. Oh. But anyway, yeah. no, I did look... It was more of like, again, like I didn't attach religion to Hanukkah. Okay. It was like snow and like the winter holiday. And there's chocolate and there's chocolate gout in the house. Yay, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, it was very detached. Um, but I did go to Hebrew school. Did you like that? I mean, uh, I wish I did. Okay. I feel like a lot of people were just there because their parents made them go. Yeah. So I feel like I didn't get as much out of Hebrew school as I hoped to. Like there wasn't an intention behind it. Right, it was like, oh, like, the Jewish kids in the area go to this school. Yeah, was it, I don't know, uh-uh, we're gonna cut this. <laughs> Brain fart. <laughs> See, it happens to me too. Oh, okay. No, this is a podcast, we're yeah, driving. Yeah. You know, it took me a while to start talking, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, try to shut me up. Okay. Um, oh, well, here's what I was gonna say. So in terms of Hebrew school, though, like, you never really felt a spiritual connection there, or in a synagogue. Right, not really. Yeah. The thing is, I, yeah, I feel like me, and I don't want to speak for my family, but my family in general, I feel like religion isn't a big part of our lives, so when mm -hmm. it's like, go to Hebrew school, do this, it feels like more of just like... A performance. Like a, not a performance, but like it's a class you take. It's like, Oh, interesting. Okay. It's like I'm going to religious class, so something yeah. that I'm not 100% invested in, but sure, I'll like believe it, I'll like... Did like, take a step back, like, hear about God, and make a judgment. Okay. And I don't have to be public about my judgment. Yeah. I mean, now I go to, I'm, like, in college, I'm like, oh, I can say that I don't know if there's a God or not, and yeah. it's fine. Like, people it's are fine with more that. than fine. Yeah. Well, and did your parents ever talk about their own beliefs around the higher power or anything like that, do you think? Um... No, um, my mom is a very, like, spiritual person, mm -hmm. but she doesn't really mention God. She mentions more, like, connecting with your surroundings, connecting with yourself, connecting with the universe. But she doesn't really reference God. Yeah. Did, so, yeah. Did that kind of influence your other beliefs? Like, do you believe in the universe and, and other things like that? I do sometimes believe that there's, like, something yeah. that's not, like, science. I feel like... Science, hello, like climate change, like I'm sorry, this is very political. Like, oh, no, like, cl great. like climate change. I'm like, 
clearly science, like, clearly happening. Yeah. But, like, I do feel like, like, miracles a lot of the time, like, if someone's very, very sick and they, like, all of a sudden recover, like, thank God, like, or thank, thank a higher power. I feel like there's something. Thank something. Like, bless. Like, Well, I was once told, and tell me how you feel about this, I was once told that when you feel like giving up, when everything in your life is going wrong, and you push through and you have hope, that is God. Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't even thought of that. That's like, that's like a, like an outside force making you act a certain way. Like, the thing is also, I don't know if it's something that's in you that could, like, affect you physically or just, like, an observer, like a watcher. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of go back and forth on that, too. Right. Um, but are there things you do, like, in your life that make you feel spiritually connected? Like, if you're in nature or, like, specific people you talk to, like, things like that? Yeah, um... So my mom's very spiritual. My mom does uh, yoga, meditation. She's into that. I've tried to get into it, but, like, honestly, they, they tell me to breathe, and I won't be able to pace my breath, and it frustrates me and, like, makes me anxious. Yeah. I know that's, like, the opposite point, but there's a reason <laughs> yeah. that everybody – it doesn't work for everybody, right. but I feel like whenever I talk to my mom, like, hey, mom, how's your meditation going? How's your practices going? It'd be, like, I'd feel connected through her connection. That's really nice. I'd feel, like – yeah, like, I feel like, I would feel like, you know what, like, after talking to my mom, I'm going to go outside and connect with the world around me. I'm going to put down my phone, I'm going to go for a little walk, and I'm going to connect with whatever spirits, whatever vibes I notice in the outdoors, and I feel like that's my spiritual awakening. It's not even necessarily, like, I'm going to think about a higher power. It's just like, okay, what's around me? What, what, what's the universe telling me? What, what vibes am I picking up? And I don't know even if that's the universe or my head just being like, oh, like, this is just a thought that's coming in and it's not affected by a higher power. Right. I don't know if that that's makes really any sense. I would go out, walk around, and thoughts would come in and I'd wonder if they're genuine thoughts mm-hmm. or if it's a higher power or something telling me something. It's um, were there specific places you'd walk where you'd feel that more than others? Um, I think it's just, like, no. I think it's just on campus. I'd walk around. Yeah. And thoughts would come into my mind. Sometimes. Like on the quad? Or... On the quad. Normally by myself. Normally if I'm walking with someone else, I'm just talking with them. And yeah. everything I just said doesn't really apply. But, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. But so, do you think that, oh, actually, actually, this is interesting. Do you think there's a moment when you were growing up when you kind of started thinking, like, I'm not sure how I feel about all this? Well, I was getting ready for my bat mitzvah. Again, I think that was more of just a thing that a people did. Thing. Yeah. So, it's not even a reputation. It's just a thing Jewish people did. I, we didn't right. know any better. It wasn't like, hey, like... do you want to get bat mitzvah? It was it didn't more like, like, hey, a like, bat mitzvah, like... yeah. Yeah, it just felt like it was like a system. Like, the thing you grow you up Jewish, you get bat mitzvah or whatever. Yeah, it's just you go to Hebrew you school, whether you're into it or not, yeah. whether you pay attention or not. And I felt like that was what I was just reading Hebrew and trying to memorize everything. I was like, like okay, what 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 am I doing? I'm just memorizing something to stand on a bima 
excited. I was just very confused on why I was putting in all that effort over something that I could believe. Like, I, I love Judaism, great. It's a cultural thing. But I was yeah. looking at it from a religious perspective, like a genuine right, right. religious perspective. Well, I was thinking, what the heck am I doing? Do you know what? I've been learning recently. I'm taking this class called Jews in the Americas where we talk about how, you know, what does it mean to be religious? I think a lot of times, like, I would have said it means, you know, you go to services and you pray. But I would think being religious means you go to services, you pray, you, like, subscribe to what people think of as religion. But really, historically... Being Jewish and being religious can just mean being cultural. Like, the two can be synonymous. And, like, different communities throughout time have been Jewish just by being. And just, like, that's what their ethnicity is. And they're together. And they share in community and love and generosity. And that's what being Jewish meant to them. You know what I mean? Like, it, so do you, do you feel like there are values in Judaism that kind of inform your life? Um values just being a good person yeah mm -hmm. that's what i think of when i think being a good jew yeah now, absolutely. before i was like yeah you go to temple on the holidays and you don't go on your phone while the services happen but now it's just like being a good jew ultimately like when you walk when i walk out of when i walked out of temple i just take away the message of just being a good being a good person. I mean, especially young before, like you apologize for all of your sins, all of your wrongdoings, and mm -hmm. I think like or you celebrate things, you mourn over things, you like pray for the dead, you pray for the best for everybody. It's just I feel like just being a good person, taking care of your people, take care of your people, take care of yourself, just yeah. do what's right. If you mess up. You keep going, you apologize. That's life. Yeah. God. I love that. Live, learn, grow. Oh my gosh. Please don't cut that in. I can cut that if you want. Yeah, that's really interesting. So so you think that Yom Kippur is kind of still feels like the most, you know, Jewish I feel the most Jewish on Yom Kippur. Okay. And you, and you still fast. I fast. Yeah. That, I, I do that. I don't know. I'm also very hard on myself, I notice. So I feel like out of all, I, I, I struggle to celebrate things a lot of the time. And I'm just like, okay, this is the one where we feel crappy about ourselves and try to fix everything. But my dad oh, one time was like, but you don't do anything wrong. I'm like, you're telling me in the whole year I haven't done anything wrong. And he's like, he's like, yeah, like you make mistakes, but you don't deserve to punish yourself. Yeah. Like, well, is that what it is? Is young people punishing yourself? No, I think it's... I like to think of young people... You know, the reason we fast on young people is to eliminate distractions. Um, that's really why. Did anyone ever tell you that? No, I literally went to class. Oh. oh. I, um, think, I think I messed up then. No, 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 no. Like, the idea of it is... <laughs> no, Wait, it's to eliminate it's distractions when I fasted and I went to class? What does that? What? Honey, honey, a lot of people go to class. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, can I, but if you fast and you go to class, I feel like that defeats the whole purpose. No, sometimes you have to go to class because if you don't, then you worry you'll get behind, and then that's a distraction. The anxiety about that's a distraction. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, but here's why we fast, right? It's like over the year, you do a lot of things that are kind of not the best and maybe you hurt some people unintentionally, maybe sometimes intentionally. I don't know. I don't mean you. I mean like anyone Um, because I've never seen you hurt anyone. But how, how? It's, <laughs> that's the kind of thing where you're like, yeah, you know, I will acknowledge and I'll reflect on what I've been wrong and how I can be better. And to do that the best that I can, I won't spend time making food or eating. Um, but really, like the fast the we say have an easy fast. It's not supposed to be that hard. Like it's not about punishing yourself. That's why it's a mitzvah to eat a lot before the fast. And to eat a lot after. Where was I in Temple? I guess it's, you know. Why? I guess. No, I, I've only started realizing this stuff recently. I mean, oh, they, okay. they don't talk about it enough. They really don't. No, no. I mean, that's that's what I try and emphasize, you know, when I do services. Like, things like this. Like, it's not meant to be hard. I mean, like, yes, it's hard and it feels like a sacrifice. But that's kind of like a secondary effect. You know what I mean? Like, right. The goal it's not it. about fasting, it's about... Yeah. Like, fasting, it's it's kind of like, hey, th- this atoning should be the only thing you do today, ideal in an ideal world. And, like, that's not true. Like, a lot of us still go on our phones and stuff, like, to pass the time. Like, I certainly do that. Yeah. I'll admit to that. Um, that's why you I say... You gotta see if it's a phone's day. Yeah, exactly. You gotta see <laughs> if my yoga is a bone's day. Come on, guys. Boy, I hope it is. That means you're gonna, you know, get in that book of life and everything. Um, yeah. You're gonna have a good break the fast. But it's interesting. Like, I feel like a lot of times, maybe some traditions, some synagogues, want it to seem like, oh, you're giving something up for Yom Kippur. But that's not what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know... Uh, I don't Can know. I join your temple? Yeah. Can you be my rabbi? Sweet. Yeah, every Friday night across the street. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. I do. Hillel, 524 Clinton Terrace. Yeah. <laughs> Friday nights at 5. <laughs> if, you, if you like me explaining Jewish things, <laughs> that's the vibe. <laughs> I'm having a Jewish revelation. Yeah. Diagnostic revelation. See, Judaism isn't supposed to be hard. It's not supposed to be shaming. It's supposed to be like, hey... How can you be the best, nicest, most loving, most generous version of yourself? Love that for us. Yeah. Like, I think about, oh, you know what? This brings up an interesting question to ask you, because um, I don't want this to turn into something about me. Um, okay, how- I love you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I, never, I never talk about myself in these interviews. This is fun. Um, yeah, but, but I think about my grandparents, who were like, the most Jewish people in my life who I could think of. They're why I do anything Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, and they never talked about beliefs, really. They never talked about God. It was like, hey, how do we reach out and show people we care? That's what Judaism is mm-hmm. at the end of the day. How do we comfort people when they're down or celebrate them when they're happy? That's what Judaism is. It's on you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but how are your grandparents influential to you growing up with Judaism, do you think? Um, so, my grandma, I think Yiddish terms, honestly. (laughs) The Yiddish terms left and right. Um, uh, and then my mom would use them sometimes, but they, they definitely rooted in my mom's mom. 
Um, my mom, my dad's mom, um, goes to temple more often than we do. Um, she more religious or just like more? She just observant? goes. She's more observant. Yeah. Okay. Like reform. Reform. We we are reform. We're reform. We're all yeah. reform. Um, my dad got bar mitzvahed. Um, that was it. Yeah. Um, like Jewish socially. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Social Jews. Um, yeah, I just basically, my grandparents probably, not gonna lie, maybe a little less of an effect on me than my parents. Just yeah. because I live with my parents. Right, that makes sense. They would go, it's more like, hey, you want to come? Like, or my, my grandma would sometimes reach out to me. Hey, I'm going to Temple, you want to go with me? I don't know if your parents are going, but you can come with me if they don't want to go. Like, maybe yeah. you want to go. It's more of like, like religiously, we would either go to temple together or make matzo balls together. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I forgot, for a second I forgot we made matzo balls. No, it was a whole production. My mom was like, oh, please don't put it in the house. (laughs) Why? That gets messy. Yeah. yeah. But it was a good time. Oh, did you always like Passover? Yeah, I like Passover. Again, Mm. like I wouldn't want to find the Afikoman because... Because you feel bad getting a present. Right! Oh, honey, that makes me really sad. I go to baseball. I went to a baseball game. Got the ball. Like, I ran to the front and they gave me the ball. And I was like, I went back to the seat and I was like, oh my gosh. Don't they need the ball to play? I need to go return this! Oh. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was me as a kid. Yeah. We got a little sidetracked. Sorry. Um... But yeah, we make matzo balls. Who made the matzo balls? The box did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and then do you remember like having fun at Seder's? Like other than the Afikom and stuff? Um, it's more like family time. Okay. Yeah. Again, I, I wasn't very connected. It was more of like a spiritual gathering. Yeah. We did 30 Minute Seder. It was a book called 30 Minute Seder. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That, yeah. That's how socially Jewish we are. Um, non, yeah. Yeah, I like that though because it's important. This dialogue about Judaism, especially Judaism, is not belief based. It's not practice based. It's an important part of this conversation. I think that like Judaism, more than some other religions, is not necessarily belief based. It's not necessarily practice based. It's community based really mm-hmm. and and culture like that all plays into it and you're a jew is a jew is a jew and no matter how you practice and what you believe you're jewish and you're as jewish as any other jew how do you feel about like converting i think it's great like um converting to judaism like how do you know if someone's fully converted well here's the no, thing yeah here's the thing it's very hard to convert to judaism you have to go to a rabbi and ask and be rejected three times. And then you take a course, and depending on what um, what sect of Judaism you're converting into, you might have to go into the mikveh, which is a, which is a ritual bath. Um, you, you have to do a series of things depending on the specific tradition you're converting into. And so I think that shows a certain level of dedication and commitment. Right, but meanwhile, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I made matzo balls, yay, like Judaism, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Well, yeah, but you grew up in it. Okay, here's my thought about that. If you're a convert, likely you didn't grow up with Judaism, right? I mean, that's not the case for everyone, but for the vast majority of converts. 
and then you discover it in some point in your life. So I think the process of conversion, especially considering it can be less commitment depending on what tradition you're converting into, it can be kind of a low-key casual thing, but it still shows like, hey, this is something I wasn't born into, I didn't grow up with, but I really care about it, and I want to do a good job, do the best I can of committing to it. Meanwhile, you know, you're born into it, and so, and so you can say, like, you know, there are parts of Judaism, and I think that's the beautiful thing about reform. You can say, there are parts of Judaism I don't agree with, I don't believe in, and that's okay. I'm figuring out what parts of it serve me and what parts of it make me the best version of me. And that's what I'm going with. Cool. Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, oh, one final question. Do you think that COVID or college kind of changed your view of spirituality at all? Well, I mean, obviously, like, if it weren't for you this semester, I probably wouldn't have gone to Hillel. I just felt like I had to be more religious. I went to, like, a couple Friday night services and, like, um, a bagel Sunday or two. Yeah. And, yeah, like you said, you really get the sense that it's about community and it's not mm-hmm. necessarily, like, you know, pray or get out. So, yeah. you know, yeah. that was nice. Um, I love that. The hello is so welcoming, you know, you don't even, I mean, I get, you don't even have to be Jewish. No. You can no, show up, no. you don't even have to be Jewish. Like, it, it really shows that Jewish is just, you know, and you know, the Jewish community at Lafayette, it's just, um, it's very open. It's inclusive. It's yeah. inclusive. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, if you want to. Let's get together and just, you know. Hang out. Share high jobs. Yeah. Appreciate Lisa Green. Oh, I love you. Um, <laughs> if you want to just be a part of our community, it's super open. And I think that's cool because a lot of synagogues kind of feel more closed off, I've noticed. Right. Especially because they make you pay to get in. Yeah. Right. Hillel is, ve- not only is Hillel free, Hillel gives you free things, you right. know? <laughs> like, like, I don't think you get more, you know, accessible than that. <laughs> Although yeah. I don't feel like a true Jew until I walk out of here with a Hillel shirt. Yeah. Oh, you'll get one. Great, great. Oh, okay. Well, Amanda, thanks so much for chatting and being so vulnerable and open. If you've listened this far, please come to Friday Night Services, 524 Clinton Terrace, um, Hillel House. Thank Yay. you guys for listening. Thank you.